Welcome to the Converge One Tech Exchange, a podcast series that connects the technology community with top of mind insights that you can put into action. Converge One believes that leveraging technology to connect people with purpose is vital to achieve business outcomes. Please join our discussion and together, let's shape the future of the technology landscape in cloud, digital infrastructure, security, collaboration, customer experience, and beyond. Let's get our geek on. Oh, yeah, Kathy, it is on. It is on. Welcome to Converge One Tech Exchange. Um, this I am fired up by this music calf uh, because we're on the crazy train, um, and it's going to be glorious. <laughs> um, my name is Brett Lathrop. I am your co-host, and I am Kathy Tova. Thanks uh, to all the crew who help us with logistics and this show creation, and of course our content inspired by our colleagues in the industry mavericks who dare to question convention and fear no labor. Our website, ConvergeOne.com. Uh, we're on LinkedIn, uh, the YouTube channel for Converge One, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, uh, Twitter, I'm at Brett Lathrop. And I'm at Happy Trouble. All right, we have a great show for you. Topic today is Crazy Train, and we have special guests. Uh, but before we get there, Kathy, why don't you give us some shout outs? Absolutely. We stand on the shoulders of giants. And today's shout out is to Zeus Caravala, the founder and principal analyst at ZK Research. You know, he has a very interesting logo, which in Japanese means strategy and tactics. That's what they pride themselves on at ZK Research, tactical advice with long-term strategy. It's kind of what we do here at Converge One, too. Very nice. Um, well, welcome. Joining us in our virtual studio today, we've got some guests. Why don't you kick it off, Kath? We do. What a fun crowd we have today. It's my pleasure to welcome Tim ben- Femister to the studio again. Tim is the senior leader for Converge One's award-winning digital infrastructure group, which encompasses all functions of the national cloud, cybersecurity, data center, and enterprise networking technology practices. You know, Tim is fiercely passionate about helping organizations connect, protect, and leverage their digital assets in a manner that drives transformational value. He's a frequent speaker and presenter on topics related to digital, cloud, and security transformation, as well as an active member of the Forbes Technology Council and contributor to Forbes.com. Welcome, Tim. Thank you. Very nice. He was here for uh, Bad Actors Aren't Just for Oscar Season in one of our previous episodes. Uh, Welcome back, Tim. Along with Tim today, we have Andy Bacon with uh, responsibility for Converge One's customer experience and advisory solutions. Andy leads a national organization providing advanced services, WFO, consulting and advanced solutions support for the entire Converge One customer experience portfolio. Andy's had over 25 years of industry experience listening to customers and driving solutions that meet customer needs and drive business outcomes. Welcome, Mr. Bacon. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. 
And you know, last but not least, we have Ryan Humble, who is the National Collaboration and Workplace Practice Leader for Converge One. His core focus is helping customers' modernization strategy and accelerate their digital transformation. Ryan also brings over 25 years of experience in the area of enterprise collaboration and IT transformation. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you very much. Excited to be here. Man, a powerhouse panel, Kathy, for a powerhouse uh, subject. Um, so crazy train. Um, pet, I feel like we're pandemic to cloud-demic. We're modernization <laughs> uh, or digital transformation. I mean, it can feel a bit crazy train out there right now, Kath. Um, and it's okay. As Ozzy wrote, I'm living with something that I just ain't fair. Um, but uh, don't fret my little Aussies out there. Yes, it's crazy, but thankfully we have just the crew to chat about it and make sense of some of the excitement going on in the marketplace. Cloudemic, I like that. Methodical right? approaches. Came up with that. Yeah, um, good approaches to handling some of today's most complex problems. But does it have to feel so overwhelming, Tim? Well, we're absolutely living in a, in a cloud-demic, love the, the term. Cloud was certainly popular prior to pandemic, but post-COVID era, right, it's, it's the race, right? It's the race to cloud. We're living in a cloud-demic. But what a lot of organizations are facing, right, is really this idea of this promise of simplicity. When we started out with cloud and what cloud promised and where we're heading, it was all around simplicity, right? And how do we leverage all these services? But what we really resulted in for many organizations is complexity. Right. And part of a lot of our conversations right. with clients and organizations is really how do you manage that complexity and still get the benefit and the promise of cloud? Right. The promise is certainly worthwhile, but managing that complexity is certainly is certainly painful at times for organizations. And whether that's across just like pain for consumption, right, counterintuitive to how we've operated in the, the IT operating model for our entire careers. We're used to buying something, maximizing what what we purchased and now we're paying on a consistent basis and just the mind shift in how do we adjust to that's a major challenge for organizations certainly hybrid is the operating model of the next decade and at best right we're seeing teams be able to operate across both a private and public landscape with a cross-trained team but at, at kind of at average at normal most organizations are now trying to hire a dedicated cloud team and existing to their it operations team increasing some of their costs and trying to figure out how do you make that seamlessly work together and so we see all this complexity again. The promise of cloud is still worthwhile. We spend certainly a lot of times helping customers kind of manage through this cloud demic that we're all seeing. And Tim, are you seeing that? Um, are you expecting the kind of crazy train to continue with the way in which the the way in which cloud is being consumed, the people who buy other companies, mergers, services that are kind of layered in on top of each other? Are we expecting to see that be fairly dynamic continuing? Yeah, I mean, the, the crazy train has left the station, right? And it's not coming back. We're on right. a journey, right? And that journey doesn't have a defined destination, but it's it's well on its way, right? It's on the on the tracks. And whether you look at statistics from an AWS standpoint, looking at a run weight north of fifty billion dollars, you look even at Google with the fifty plus percent increase we just saw from their their earnings, right? Around Google Cloud, looking at what Microsoft's doing and all the other players in the traditional landscape are now rapidly moving to an as-a-service model. We've seen massive announcements from all the major Fortune 100 OEMs 
that this is where they're going, right? So the market has certainly shifted. It's not coming back, right? Organizations really have to be smart about how do they now embrace this, right? Embrace this new operating model and maximize the benefit for the organizations. So I want to ask Tim another question too. Tim, you said that all these different organizations are popping up inside a company uh, where they had a traditional IT staff and then they're they're buying us or they're building a separate one that also encompasses cloud, right? And how do they migrate or move to the cloud? Do they have a third one as well for the application specific to them? Yeah, absolutely. I would say there's probably a fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and all the way through 10th, right? We're seeing that rapidly pop up in organizations. Again, the promise of the cloud really provides a lot of benefit in our ability to so, so rapidly provision on demand, get immediate access, spin up, spin down, get access to services like an artificial intelligence engine or machine learning engine. Like, hey, at Converge One, that's what we do to make our products better. We leverage cloud all the time to do exactly that, to drive agility, resiliency, scalability. But with doing so, we have to be really intelligent also in the way we operate within cloud, the way we leverage those those services. And we find organizations trying to strike a balance between we can't lose those benefits, right? We can't lose that agility, but we also have to seamlessly manage this and make this part of our, our IT ecosystem. It's a pandemic, just like you said. <laughs> right, Kath? Um, and so yeah. on the on the podcast, Tim, we like to try and, you know, we love talking the, the geeky, t the tech issues that are, that are, you know, swirling around this, but we like to at least leave with something actionable, right? What What is it that, that your everyday IT professional or leader that may be listening to this could do that's just reasonable to get started if they're looking at the crazy train going, I don't even know what, what car to start on first, right, as it's left the station. I, I like the terms, right? So we'll add one more term to Cloudemic, and it's really cloud creep, right? And oftentimes mm. you see this cloud creep just coming up you take a step back and you look at what's really there, you're like, wow, I didn't know, right? So we highly recommend organizations take a step back, evaluate their cloud creep. There's lots of ways to do that. We, we at Converge One do that in a way called our Waves methodology. You can do it on your own, but really take that step back, look at what you're consuming, how you're consuming it, what are you trying to leverage out of it, and really build that into a cohesive operating model for your organization. You'll find that when you'll do that, you'll reap the benefits of cloud, you really control some of those things around costs, right? You control that, that sprawl while still reaping the benefits of agility, resiliency, scalability, and so forth. Yeah, that makes sense to me, Kath. I mean, a nice pragmatic way to take a, take mm -hmm. a look at it. Hey, hey mm -hmm. Andy, um, me smells a trend emerging in the customer experience space and contact center. Kind of taking this moment after the post-pandemic after just kind of a crazy chaos of holy cow i got to get everybody mobile remote i got to support tons of self-service um you know all that chaos right it feels like they're adjusting to kind of this new now condition i mean would you agree no question about it right so uh cloud creep uh i say it all the time multi-cloud crazy right um there is no question about it that as we went remote you had a different set of business requirements to drive the outcome desired, right? So when all of a sudden you had um, the systems that were required to, to service the organization, the customers of that organization, the agents within that organization, all of the different components of the, of the ecosystem, the complexity that, that comes with cloud has to also be 
coupled with a promise of value, right? And when you when you don't when you don't couple the the, the benefits with the value, you start to you start to become you know almost cloud numb, right? It's it's a matter of mm. at the end of the day, from a tax center perspective, we're still ninety four percent voiced. Now, mm-hmm. I would say that because of that, the digital aspect of of contact centers has really come forward, right? Like we want to now feel more interacted with once we've talked to the to an agent. So once we speak to an agent, we want to have that agent have the have the knowledge that we've already interacted with their self-service. You know, as Tim was saying, you, know, you, you bring in all these different pieces of the puzzle, there's so many different ways in which we can leverage AI. Uh, and, 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 you know, certainly customer experience, bringing it together across the, the, the voice ecosystem, across the digital ecosystem, really drives a value that our customers are not seeing today from their, you know, from their traditional legacy assets, right? That it, what right. we're seeing is that layering of multi-cloud on top of that traditional asset. Right. Yeah, I mean, it feels like are you it feels like there's there's almost an enhancement in this um, in how quickly you adapt, but also how quickly the the marketplace changes its opinion of what it wants. Therefore, you kind of almost are in this constant. Um, I, I don't really like the term, Kath. It's kind of like that fail fast mentality. I, I don't like yeah. it because it, because it involves the word failure. I don't think that should be the first part of the sentence, yeah. right? But it's the who wants to be a failure? Nobody, right? <laughs> right. But but Andy, it's like this. It's like this just agility to build something that's fairly quickly got some really good value to it. No, and you can do it quick enough to know that it's okay that if your customers don't like it in a three, four, five months, they don't care. You don't care because you're on to innovating in the next way. It seems. Yeah, I would say so. Two things I want to comment on that, right? You, you uh, Tim mentioned earlier, right? Uh, I feel like the digital transformation and, and getting into that has a start date, but it's not going to have an end date, right? Mm. And I don't really look at it as failure because you learn. And every time you learn, you can better the, the, the ecosystem in which you're, you're providing. So when you do fail, what is that failure? Okay, fine. It didn't, it didn't produce the outcome you were looking for, but that's going to take another evolution of what you're trying to get to, right? How we evolve to that customer service, how we evolve to that AI, making it a, a smart bot, right? Here at Converge One, we, we want to make sure that we don't create stupid bots. We like right. smart bots and smart bots. <laughs> solve business problems right like and maybe they don't start maybe they don't start out solving business problems but they have the context available to be able to present to that agent that does provide that ability to solve that business problem so you know i look at that and i say you know at the end of the day if we can make sure that our customers are leveraging their most valuable assets right if if they're leveraging their data and they're applying that data to their people and those people are both internal agents and external customers you will have a, a better experience Right. And I think that's where you really have to look at how you start to bring that multi-cloud experience together to truly drive that value that is synonymous with going to cloud. Right. You want to make sure that you have that value proposition built into your cloud strategy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So did you have another question, Brett? No, go ahead, Kev. Yeah. No, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to forget about Ryan. He's been, you know, kind of <laughs> back here. And, oh, there's and, plenty uh, so... of time for Ryan. No, no, I'm just kidding. 
Does this mean, Ryan, that we're bringing back fax machines and analog modems? Uh, fax is so the new wave, Kathy. It's all the new wave. Your communication. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Back to analog, right? All right. Analog yeah. is ultimately secure. There's no way to hack it other than physically exactly. tapping along. Exactly. It solves your security problem, right? So is tin can and strings, I think. But I'm not sure. <laughs> um, you know, we hear a lot about the need for customers to modernize their communication strategy, you know, to support that shift to the hybrid workforce. But what does that really mean for business? What does modernize their communications really mean? It's pretty confusing for our customers. Can you help explain? Yeah, well, I, I, thanks for the question. I think it's a really great question, right? Because uh, overnight, I think what we all know is, is, is COVID has really had the largest impact, right? Certainly on our customers, but really the communications industry as a whole, right? Um, so I always like to think of modernization really about adapting the business, right, to meet the new business challenges, right? That's really ultimately what we're talking about, modernizing and getting up to date. It's really is how do we address kind of those new challenges that we're doing. And so we all know that, you know, COVID has really just fundamentally changed that within communications because it really changed how every single one of us work, right? I mean, it, we all became remote workers and now we're transitioning into this hybrid work literally overnight. Right. And to be really successful in that model, you need a whole new set of tools, right? That businesses never had, never thought about. And it just presents a lot of challenges because you're having to do this thing really on a pretty fast basis. So mm -hmm. when we're sitting at home, these new challenges now for these customers are like, how do I collaborate? Right. Um, like I was when I was in the office. Right. I mean, those are tough things. And most I think of communications in the past is real simple. 80% of it really was voice, right? That's how we communicated. What we realized when we went remote, that just isn't enough, right? It's not enough for us to be productive as a workforce. We can't communicate with our clients. So it's really about getting these new tool sets within our business. It's how do we share documents, right? As if we were next to each other, right? It's hey, how do we meet virtually, right? Anywhere from whether I'm at home or I'm at work or I'm on the road. You know, how do I get video integrated into that? How do I leverage all these new assets, my existing assets that I have maybe under lease that may not come through? How do I begin to move forward, right? So I can begin to solve those challenges. And then how do I scale these solutions, right? Are these solutions secure? Are they safe, right? Um, and obviously, you know, you heard from um, Tim and, and Andy, cloud is really at the center of it, but it's not the business challenge, right? Within communications, it's really about, it's really about these, how we communicate and change and cloud really just becomes how we migrate right and evolve faster to meet the the, the pace that we need to move mm -hmm, mm -hmm. indeed tell me a little bit more because you know it's my assessment that everybody moved home really quickly right and they didn't think about how they would have to talk to people or collaborate with people that they were used to seeing every day so now we've been home six, 16, 18 months, and now we're going to move back pretty quickly too. What are those new challenges that are going to come up as a result of that? Yeah, well, I think there's a, there's, there's a lot of challenges, right? Um, I think to some degree, right, um, a lot of businesses um, had made some investments already or they had to, right, in order to meet some of those needs. But I think the challenge now with uh, moving back, it's, um, well, I, well, I have these new tools to work remotely. How do I really leverage those things at work? Do I have the right tools? Do I need the things that I, I needed yesterday? And I think the short answer is, is no. You need a, a different way to change that experience. 
because what we know is is people aren't going to be back in the office full time. Well, everybody wants to be able to go back. I think we know that you're going to need flexibility in there. And I think this also has happened so fast. The other challenge is speed, right? Is, is how do I how do I consume and how do I move to these new systems in a very quick, elastic, scalable way? Um, and that's not really something that we've had in the past with a lot of premise-based solutions. And that's, I think, where so many people are looking at cloud, but cloud's also really perplexing because there's so much of it. Where do I go? Is it hybrid? You know what I mean? Is it, do I stay prem? Do I move? You know, how fast do I move? And I have all these right. new players now in the market. How do I evaluate them? Right? Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Okay. So Kath, I want to get um, Andy and back in on this uh, as well as Ryan. So, um, you know, Andy, with with all this disruption continuing and cloud being an enabler, do you see that we're going to continue to just have this kind of crazy train of, of, of vendors uh, leapfrogging each other, merging, acquiring, trying to constantly kind of bring together new functions and features to, to solve these problems or, or, or what? Yeah. Yeah, no question about it, right? If you, if you look across the landscape, I mean, you go back a couple of years, you know, I mean, you know, Nice was a traditional on-premise player, right? And they acquired in contact, and that's that story. Is, that's that's a pretty well-written story. There, you look at, you know, all the all the different ways in which Genesis is, you know, Genesis acquired in uh, acquired i3 interactive intelligence, and now look at where Genesis has taken that product set and where they've gone. You, know, you look at what you know what Cisco has done, and throughout the year, Geotel and a, and, a, and the bunch, and you know, via the same way, and yeah. now. All the way up to the latest and greatest last week, right, where we got five nines being purchased by Zoom. I, you know, if you would have asked me two years ago if that would have happened, I would have been pretty surprised that five nines, what five nine was not the acquiring entity, right? But now, since the, the pandemic crazy, the cloud crazy that we've all been talking about here, now Zoom is the play, right? And what has Zoom done? Zoom's really, really taken a, a, a piece of the enterprise market and. You, know, you, you look at that they've been very successful in placing it and, and having people adopt the technology. I think one of the one of the one of the challenges that that Five Nines has had, right, is getting people to actually adopt. So seeing how that partnership plays, I think is going to be a big, you know, big move forward for us. You know, looking at just the overall uh, hybrid cloud, multi cloud architectures is is a, is a real thing. Right. So if you're running a contact center out there and you're just saying, oh, my God, I don't even I mean, how do I not make a mistake or, you know, how do I how do I decide my path forward? What are the what's that kind of practical approach, kind of like I asked Tim uh, around how you start with that? Right. Where, where, how do you simplify it and just get your your, your feet going and then and find your path from there? Yeah, I, I would say that, you know, every contact center has their. Their challenges, right? Every every contact center has a list of problems that they want to solve. Um, but you know how you organize your thought, how you go to organize the the action around uh, bettering that experience, I think is key. And I feel like the first the first layer of, of thought there needs to go into: Are you looking at this from an outside in or an inside out perspective? And what I mean by that is, you know, you're looking to solve your customers' interaction with with your organization and, and the way that the customers interact with you and the channels in which they interact with you and, and, the, and the AI and self-service aspects in which they can, they can leverage? Or are you looking to, to take this more from an inside out approach, meaning that, hey, you wanna make sure that you're answering every single one of those calls, right? But when you answer those calls, what are the automated intelligence? What are the automated aspects of the of the workflow? Can you bring it and make relevant to the agent so they can present that to the, to the interaction with, with your customers, right? So how you're looking at that and, you know, Making sure that you're, you're you're following through with with what the actual 
problems are, right? Uh, one thing we like to think about in Converge One is every every everybody's got a problem, but it's not a problem; it's the problem. The number one problem that you're going to be able to move the needle with your with your organization to either you know gain a better customer experience, gain, gain a better agent experience, whatever that happens to look like. Um, and when you go through that, when you start to really start to prioritize those problems, making sure that you understand what your goals and objectives are for those problems, and actually being able to put around the KPIs. And the, and the metrics to, to be able to track them is truly key. Um, success in this uh, success in this arena is is very much uh, you know by the consumer, right? If if, if the consumer is mm. having a positive experience, which they can be self served, you know, it, it becomes a much better experience and a much more profitable experience for the organizations that are providing it. Yeah, yeah, Kath, I love that. I think it makes you know a lot of sense um, and brings kind of a practical approach to you know. You're gonna have a lot of problems, right? I got, Kathy knows I got lots of problems, but that's another subject. Uh, but it's um, it's picking the most important problem at a moment in time and just working on it, getting started there and the others will come, right? Definitely don't have to feel like you have to solve for everything at one time, right? Just find that mm -hmm. one piece that's gonna give you the best return. It's good, it's good advice. Yeah. And so Ryan, same thing, like do you see the collaboration video, various other kind of space areas in there just continuing to be crazy train chaos as far as the, the battle that's going on in the major, you know, industries there? Seems like there's some big boys going at it in that space, obviously, like big, big Zoom boys. and Microsoft and, you know, Cisco and and they'll keep acquiring and or getting threatened by disruptors, I assume. Are you thinking the same or? I, I think we're just in the beginning of this crazy train, right? The crazy chain has only begun in this space, right? So we're, I think we're going to see, um, we're going to see the existing partners today, you know, chase innovation, right? To gain market share um, for sure, right? So we're going to continue to see a pretty strong arms race, as we say, around the innovation, right? And keeping those that wanting up type uh, capabilities. And I think the other side of it is, is there, we're definitely going to see other partners in this space. And to your point, I, you know, I think we saw a very strategic play by Zoom with five nines. I think we all look at that and say that's that makes a lot of sense, right? When you're talking to couple and really how you solve business problems. Um, and, and I think when you look at the landscape, I think there's going to be another one or two that may not be a new player, could be a new player, could be an acquisition, but I definitely see um, we're definitely going to be in the mergers and acquisitions part right for the next year or two. Mm. And is there a particular, again, same kind of question as Tim and, and Andy uh, pose, or I posed to them is what's that practical stepping stone piece, right? What, what are you recommending to people you work with to just get started? Yeah, I think, you know, they both brought up some really good points. And I always like to say, hey, really try to keep it simple, right? This is a very complex world. And I think if you can think about it in a simple way, which is prioritize and understand what your major business challenges are, right? You know, no more than three or four. Uh, and, you know, to me, is, is the world is crazy. And so you're going to need help. Uh, reach out to an expert. Yeah. So reach out to an expert, right? And uh, and and that's what obviously Converge One does with our ways. If only we all had a soundtrack in our head like this one, when we're laying down knowledge like this, Kathy. Um, unfortunately, that music means, Cal, we can't talk all day, even though these guys would give it to us. I'm telling you. Um, 
Tim, Andy, Brian, thank you for joining us on the, the Tech Exchange. Uh, I thought that was fantastic, Kath. Um, but unfortunately, that's the show. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for all those likes, and make sure you tell your friends to listen. Please do. The Converge One Tech Exchange podcast comes out regularly. Questions, comments, topic ideas, please comment or contact us and we'll engage. You might even make the show, Kath. We keep, you go, one of these days I'm going to hit someone on LinkedIn and say, hey, thanks for the comment. By the way, you're on the show next week. Get on it. That's my thought. I'm happy. That was great. It was fun. May the work you all do be animated with purpose. And thanks for stopping by. Thanks for joining the Converge One Tech Exchange. If you have a topic you'd like to hear about, send your request to techexchange at convergeone.com. And please follow Converge One on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook for updates about new episodes.